Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids, because here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Travis. And I'm Patrick. And we are from the podcast Real Comic Heroes. And this is Minute 97, which starts with Sheriff Cobb telling Payton to calm down and ends with Cobb telling Payton that Stella's about to get something. I know, cliffhanger. I think it's her groove back. Probably. Ah, nice. <laughs> but uh, we'll find out tomorrow what what Stella gets. But my money's riding on her groove. Nice, yeah. I've always wondered what that groove, how how she got that groove back. So right, maybe we'll find well, out. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow. But Please. until then, we'll talk about minute <laughs> n- number uh, ninety-seven here. Yeah. So they're they're Cobb and Payton are are continuing this conversation, and Cobb's essentially telling. Payton, just, you know, keep your head down, you know, leave it alone, and it'll all be over soon, basically. <laughs> yeah, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because uh, I guess Payton's a bit uh, emotional for some reason about all this. Uh, I know we talked about the boy last minute. Yeah, there's a missing boy. So... His his friends are being harassed by yeah. by the McKendrick family and 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 by the sheriff and his deputies. You know, so and and Cobb is just, or uh, Payton is just kind of in the middle of it because he's quote unquote friends with both sides. You know, yeah. His, uh, his friends Emmett and Jake and and Mal are on there. It's kind of like Emmett, Jake, and Mal all have legitimate you know beefs with the McKendrick family, and uh, Cobb is just the one trying to to let the McKendrick family have their way. And that's why, you know, it's it's creating this wedge between Cobb and Payton. Yeah, was it? I think he says uh, something about not being able to count on him to be reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is a playback to that dog comment where he's just not doing what he thinks a normal person should do. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, it it turns quickly in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because the the line from, uh, from Cobb about, you know, making an adjustment... Yeah, is uh, it's a reference to an earlier situation that Cobb handled. So uh, when uh, when Payton arrived in town and came to the the saloon, he uh, the saloon where Stella she runs the bar, and there was this guy uh, Kelly who ran the other side of the the saloon. He ran the tables. You know, he was the uh, essentially the the pit boss, I guess, mm-hmm. for the, the gambling tables and, and whatnot. Well, they, they kind of knew it was an unspoken thing that she knew he was skimming off the top. And and once once Payton was in town and Cobb was like, hey, you're in my favorite place, this this saloon that I own, he, uh, he calls Kelly over and says, Kelly, we need to make an adjustment in, in employment or something like that. And mm-hmm. Kelly's like... What adjustment is that? And and Cobb tells him, you know, you're out of here. I'm tired of your skimming off the top. Get out of here. 
and fires him right then on the spot. And he even says, like, I want you to be here when I offer your job to Payton. And I mean, it's it's a cold blooded, you know, scene. And, and Payton's just sitting there like awkward, you know, <laughs> just watching this guy get fired and dressed down in front of him. That'll um, end well. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and as soon as he got thrown out of the saloon, he comes back in with a gun and, yeah. and tries to kill Cobb and Cobb just shoots him, you know, right then and there. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Your classic Western. Exactly. Senseless violence. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so yeah, it's a bit more uh, threatening than it seems to uh, a layman, as, such as myself. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got the I got the note of it, but I didn't have the background of it. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it it only gets worse from here on out. For <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the Cobb's, implication. Uh, villainous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is his villain monologue to me. For so. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, let's talk about like Brian Dennehy is. I've probably seen him in several, you know, TV shows and 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 things over the years, but he'll always be the sheriff from uh, First Blood to me. Yeah. Do you have any Brian Dennehy, you know, is he anybody to you? Yeah, I think obviously First Blood and Cocoon are my earliest okay. um Dennehys, uh but my favorite is Big Tom Callahan from Tommy Boy. Okay. And he is like the perfect casting for Chris Farley's dad. I mean, hmm. they're they're like even built the same. Yeah, larger like, than life kind of guys. Yeah, like just like personality wise, like hmm. and just I don't know. They even kind of look similar. Like yeah, I, yeah. I could buy. Like I think it's the I don't know if it's the face or there's something about him and Chris Far Farley that I was just like, yes, this is. That's actually his dad in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just got that feeling. But yeah, I mean, that's my most clear memory of Dennehy is yeah. Tommy Boy. What about yourself? Is it mainly Rambo? And it really or... is. Yeah, yeah. First Blood. Um, gotcha. Because I kind of scanned through his movies, and there's nothing that I mean, a thing or two that I might have seen, but nothing that I would like. Oh yeah, that's Brian Dennehy. You know, um, mm -hmm. and I don't. Tommy Boy is one of those movies I've seen most of, but not all of, you know, so that I don't even have that like connection. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> See, what? <laughs> I, would, I, I was more into uh, Black Sheep, the, the other, the <laughs> other Chris Farley, uh, David Spade movie that came out around the same time. You mean the worst version of Tommy Boy? I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even know you anymore. Wow. I know. I know. For shame, for shame. <laughs> uh, Travis, we're going to need to make an adjustment here. <laughs> um, yeah. what, what? <laughs> you just, wow, okay. Rocked you to the core. You yeah, weren't ready that, for that one. <laughs> no. I was suspicious when you didn't mention Tommy Boy with your oh, Dennehy. Yeah. It's like, how does he not mention Tommy Boy? And now I know <laughs> yeah. you're hiding your secret shame. Okay. I've seen it, but not all. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm... I'm Deep breath, deep breath. Okay. We're going to get through this, Patrick. God. You know, I know Cobb's not worried about Peyton's future, but I'm worried about our future, Travis, after that. <laughs> Is this the end of Real Comic Hero? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, hey, you might as well just kick me in the nuts. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. All right, we'll, we'll try to get through this. <clears throat> okay. Um, what, what about uh, Kevin Klein? Is... I have been ruined by a, a film he's done ah. called A Fish Called Wanda. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Wild Wild West. Nope. A Fish Called Wanda kind of screwed me up with Kevin Klein because he was so bad crazy in that. Okay. His character. I don't know if you've seen it, but. I, I have not. Oh, good Lord. He is like hamming it up like nobody's business. It's awesome to an extent, but it's exhausting as well. Mm. And he just plays the most over the top jerkwad. And I've never really seen him like that. Okay. Usually I've seen him as like the calm. Yeah. Mild mannered. Yeah. This, he is just like a sleazy grease, greasy, like con man. Huh. And it's just so like cartoonish to an extent. Yeah. That, that would it's be ruined okay. my perception of Kevin Klein. I don't, <laughs> I, yeah. I should have never watched it, but yeah. Yeah. I see him. And now I think of a fish called Wanda. Hmm. And how he was just awful to, awful to, uh, what's her face? Uh, oh, I like her name now. Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a weird movie. Okay. And it kind of, I watched it like maybe six months ago and it's stuck with me, unfortunately. Oh. Eventually I'll forget, but right now it's still hmm. too fresh. <laughs> Pain's still too real. Yeah. So yeah. it's just such a departure from what I'm used to. Sure. Yeah, in. yeah. That and in and out. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's aged well. But... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think yeah. the first thing I saw Kevin Klein <clears throat> is probably Dave. Yeah. Uh, but that I only saw, you know, when it came out and I haven't seen it since. So that's not even like a fresh, you know, memory of Kevin Klein. Yeah. Um, I always think of him in, like I said, uh, in Wild Wild West. Like that's... Ooh. That's kind of what I know him from the most, and that, that's even one that I only saw like twice, maybe. Um, okay. That's that's he, he, to me, Kevin Klein is that type of character, very like nebbish, you know, a little nerdy, mild mannered, like you said. Um, or like more recently, you know, he does the voice for the mayor in Bob's Burgers, you know. Oh, <laughs> so okay. and that's a fun performance that he, d he gets to do there. So. Yeah. But. So you've seen Wild Wild West twice, but you haven't seen Tommy Boy all the way through. That's what I just heard. Yep. Oh, pretty much. Good God. That's, that's I, I said I'm letting go, it up. but you just, you just put salt in the wound. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Klein. I mean, this role fits in so far for what I'm used to. He's kind of like intense, but like, yeah, like he, he's a serious actor to me. Mm, yeah. Um, that's, you know, relatable to an extent, but also kind of intellectual. Yeah. He's got something going on behind the eyes. And this character seems to fit somewhere in there, at least. Yeah. And here, like, Payton is this guy with a, with a past, and you never really get a full, clear picture of what that past is. Yeah. Um, he's is a really good gunfighter. Like he's okay. the, the movie kind of opens. Oh, yeah. You comes, mentioned come, that. Yeah. He comes into town and he sees a guy with his I think it's first. It's basically you first meet him and he's practically naked out in the desert. Uh, not naked, but he's in like his, his long underwear. Right. Gotcha. And Scott Glenn's character finds him and, and helps him uh, gets him into town. And when he gets into town, he sees his horse, right? So he, the guy that stole all of his stuff, he's got his horse. And so he runs into the shop. He, he buys a gun that's falling apart and he's able to like put this gun back together, 
load a bullet into it and and shoot him while the guy is riding towards him and firing at at Payton. Like he's, he's able to do this and and stay cool and you know so he's the, he's that kind of guy where he's he's not concerned about getting fired at. You know he's he's calm and cool and collected and able to gotcha. He's experienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but then, yeah, he gets into town and it's like he's he's indifferent about everything. You know, when he is offered this job to, to be the new, like, table manager, he, it doesn't even seem like he cares, you know? And and that's kind of what he's saying to Cobb. Like, he says, Cobb, you've got nothing I need, you know? Yeah. To him, like, he could easily pack up his stuff and move to the next town you know, tomorrow if he needed to. Like, he just doesn't seem to care about anything. Yeah, I think that's that's part of where I struggle with finding Payton being heroic, I guess. He's not the... He seems to have a soft spot for um, the upcoming threat of Stella. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess they both know her, and mm-hmm. obviously as a, I'm assuming a widowed woman of the West, she probably doesn't have a whole lot of options ahead of her. Yeah, it's Stella's an interesting character. We'll talk about her a little bit more, I think, tomorrow. Um, It it came across that way in his threat of, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, worried about Stella, not about Payton's future. Um, Yeah, I, I, it's a good, you know, it's a good threat. You know, it's the, I like the the kind of threat where it's he's telling Payton like, if you keep doing this, you're gonna force my hand in hurting, you know. Stella or doing something to Stella. Like, you know, it's, it's that, that that's one of the most like villainous things you can do. Cause he can't really threaten Payton, you know, I mean, he could f- threaten physical violence upon him, but yeah, Pay- uh, Payton doesn't really seem to care. You know, that's not his concern, but it is that, that cold and calculating evil move by. Let's see if we got that little Cobb. smirk that he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A great smirk, yeah. It's a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, he could have been wincing from the fire and the brightness of sure. that. You know, just <laughs> yeah, coincidental. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they frame Stella in that vulnerable, like, position of sitting yeah. and kind of looked like she was, like, maybe covered in soot or something, or it was just dark. I couldn't tell. Yeah, but no, she I think she like... she had been trying to help with the fire as well. Yeah. yeah. So she just looks, you know... He looks like a wolf hunting a rabbit, basically. Oh, man, that's Burying good. Burying his teeth, and she's just, you know, sit down there in her little rabbit hole or something. And unaware. Unaware yeah, that she's in no danger. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's really good. Yeah, I get one of those every now and then. <laughs> oh, man, I've already wasted mine for the year. Dang Well, what better place to <laughs> to get that little, you know, moment of... of clarity. Than, <laughs> clarity than Silverado Minute. Yes, Forget you, lottery. That's right. <laughs> Got one hundred million bucks, but nope. I use my good luck and observation skills on Silverado Minute. So mm-hmm. hopefully, everyone appreciates that. <laughs> A movie I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they let's see. They uh, obviously Cobb is threatening. He's not thinking about your future, Payton. I'm worried about Stella. Yeah. Shifting the threat from from Payton over to uh, their mutual friend. And, uh... <laughs> Is it a mutual friend, though? 
I mean, kind well, kind <laughs> of, not really. Um, Cobb is, he, is her boss. Yeah. Uh, he, he owns the saloon that she runs. I don't feel like he has friends. He's got no. people he can use and are helpful to his cause, but I don't know if he necessarily cares for people. Right, yeah. No, that 100%, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, usually you don't do that with a friend and, you know, yeah. threaten somebody's groove like that. <laughs> right. The cruelest thing of all. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, so I'm curious, what uh, what are some of your your favorite Westerns? Uh, honestly, I was not that into Westerns mm. as a kid. Um, I kind of they had the stigma of being old people's movies sure. and shows. Um, so I never really got into the whole Cowboys thing. Um, the few that I have enjoyed um probably tombstone uh with uh kilmer and um russell russell yeah yeah and uh it's kind of a western uh, maverick with bell gibson oh yeah that's a fun one um white herb i think was a little too slow for me as a kid so i've heard it's good but i think i like tombstone better and maybe it was just more action in tombstone yeah yeah. Than wider, but they're at that and they're like the same topic. So <laughs> right. came out like maybe a year apart. Yeah. Like um yeah. I'd go Young Guns mm. was interesting. And 310 to Yuma. That one's good, uh, yeah. Um in this kind of modern era yeah. of uh yeah, more serious westerns, yeah. And then I'll wrap it up with uh Back to the Future Three. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about yourself? Uh my top favorite western is quigley down under which i've never seen that it's ah, it's so good that doesn't describe <laughs> me that that's not one that like <laughs> it's either one people have seen or haven't seen there you know it's it's really is that tom Selleck? It, it is yeah. yeah okay it's fun like he goes to australia and and goes up against alan rickman who's this ranch oh, owner sweet now i gotta see it okay. yeah it's real good he thinks he's going to australia to clear uh dingoes off this 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 guy's cattle ranch of and the course. ranch the ranch is like you know half the size of western australia you know what i mean like it's it's a mm -hmm. massive amount of land and so it's a big job you know but he gets there yeah, he gets there and then he finds out he's not really here to clear dingoes. He's here to hunt down and kill Aborigines hey, who are awkward. causing problems. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't take too kindly to that. Uh, yeah, that, you know, job offer. And it's immediate like they drag him out to the middle of nowhere, leave him for dead. And then he he survives that and takes his revenge on on Alan Rickman, basically. It's okay. It's solid. I really That's love cool. that movie. Um, I guess my other ones would be uh, uh, I always have like a soft spot or nostalgia for uh, a movie called El Dorado, which is an old John Wayne, uh, Robert Mitchum, and a young James Caan. Okay. It's uh, it's just a good like classic western. And then uh, yeah, I love Back to the Future Three as well. That's that's one I grew up with. That's kind of a love story to Westerns. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's others. I'm just not thinking oh, of yeah. I know. What was that one that was big? Um, crap. It's More got, recently? Uh, yeah, it's got uh, the dude. Old country, in it. No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's a good one, too. Um, yeah. 
Uh, that was the True Grit. The oh remake. yeah, yeah, that one. It, I really like that one. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. And of. I like the original too. It was it was it's a good you know good yeah, story. Me and John Wayne don't get yeah. along as far as enjoying the watching of. Okay, and I know I'm alienating our over sixty crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Or 55, I don't know, where his uh, appeal drops off for the most yeah. part. But I just never, I don't know. It was always like, hey, I'm John Wayne. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just never, <laughs> I didn't enjoy him very much. But okay. yeah. maybe it's just a matter of taste and time. Sure. Like, he had his time period and I just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Oh, no, 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 Nothing against anyone that likes him. I just... It didn't hit me at the right yeah. point. All right. Any uh, any other notes for for ninety seven? Yeah, this was just the evil minute. So it really is. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. Listeners, hopefully you enjoyed it, and hopefully you'll come back uh, next time for uh, minute ninety eight. And until then, you can find the Silverado Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site SilveradoMinute.com. Oh, yeah, did I miss the yeehaw? Oh, that's coming up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, listeners, join us here next time on the Silverado Minute. Yeehaw, pilgrim. That's what John Wayne. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I just always remember him saying pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 